Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and we are here for the next episode in the Foodie Trivia Tournament. I've got my two contestants standing by. Let's not waste any time. We're jumping right into it first. You know him, you love him. The newest edition of the PTE Network uh, shows of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bractology, Jeremy Goodson. Jeremy, my friend, how are you doing and what are you drinking tonight? I'm doing good. Just getting over this. Uh, I had like a really bad like stomach flu earlier this week, so like Oof. really happy to be like over that. <laughs> um, and the first day I'm actually drinking, so I, I decided to. I'm not gonna have a lot, but I poured myself just a small glass of Maker's Mark. Nothing crazy. There you go. I drink that, and then of course just got some water. So I don't have any any real Foley effects uh, for, for the recording today, but you know. Just gonna enjoy that and have some fun and probably get my butt kicked. It's a very interesting uh, concept here, so we'll see what happens. Oh, we're gonna see how this goes. Next up, first time on the pub trivia experience, but our listeners are probably familiar with him. If you're on Discord, you know his witty sense of humor. Christian Hernandez, my friend, how are you doing, sir? What are you drinking? I'm I'm doing all right. Sad that the weekend's almost over, but happy it's a short week. Um. So today I'm drinking a Sam Adams Holiday White Ale. Let's see how Ooh, it's going. I actually have that in the fridge. It's actually decent. I like it. Pretty good. Did you get the uh, the full on mix pack with the old Fezziwig and everything? No, I just got a six pack of this. No, I was at a I was at uh, Sam's Club, just walking around, minding my own business, shopping healthy, got some salad, you know, got some chicken breast, and there's that that Sam Adams seasonal 36-pack staring a hole at me. And I got Mike Mottier in the back of my head, so I'm going, damn, that old Fezzy wig is really good, but the only way you can get it is by buying one of these monstros- monst- monstrous packs. So I bought one, and I haven't had the courage to try it. My turn. Well, that's interesting. Uh, so this is a beer from a very good friend of mine. Uh, we all know him. We all tolerate him. Mr. Tim Dipple brought me out a four-pack of this from the old Mecklenburg Brewery in Charlotte, North Carolina. It is called the Car- uh, the Copper Alt Beer. Hmm. Never had it before. Got a four-pack sitting in the fridge. Let's give this a shot. That is not bad. I can't quite place what what like kind of flavor that is though. It's almost like a like a malt right there on the nose at the very end. I like that. All right, all right. I got four of these, so uh, you know these will be gone by the end of this recording. We are in for foodie trivia. If you want to know how the game goes, I'm going to pass it over to past me to tell you. Round one of the foodie trivia tournament is broken up into three sections. Section number one is your pregame. The pregame is going to be 10 50-50 questions. Each contestant will get five. For each correct answer, they will get one point. They will not lose points for incorrect answers. Section two. Each contestant is going to receive 10 questions. They can opt to go for either a three-point question or a two-point question. A three-point question means they will get the question and no multiple choice answers. If they opt for a two-point question, They will get the question along with four multiple choice answers. If they don't know the answer, they can opt to make either of these a one point question. If you go from a three point to a one point question, 
you will be given four multiple choice answers. If you go from a two point to a one point question, those four multiple choice answers you have turn into two. Section three of the tournament is your standard wager round. Three questions and they can wager any amount they have accumulated up to that point on those three questions. If they get a question right, they get the points. If they get the question wrong, they will lose the points. Now back to the game. And that's how the game is going to go. We're going to get us kicked off here with our pregame. Christian, you are the newbie here. Your pregame is 50-50. You get to tell me, do you want odds or evens? Uh, I always go with odds. All right, we're going with odds. Here is how your pregame is going to work. I have got the names of 10 different cocktails. These cocktails are either going to be gin cocktails or vodka cocktails. You just got to tell me which one of the alcohols it is. I will tell you when I put this list together, I gathered eight different cocktails using each of these and put it into a random generator. So try not to worry about game theory too much because we're only picked 10 of the 16 that I had. Mm-hmm. Christian, you picked first. Is this a gin cocktail or a vodka cocktail? Your first one is a bee's knees. Bee's knees. I have not heard of this one. It sounds rather old. So I'm going to go with gin. I'm not sure if game theory worked out for you there, but gin is a correct answer. Picking up your first point. Jeremy, we're going over to you with number two. Jeremy, your cocktail is Butterfly's Breath. Butterfly's Breath. Where did you get these? <laughs> um, I'm sorry, did you want a screwdriver? <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, do you? I live in Florida. OJ is actually readily available. Comes out of the tap. <laughs> um. Uh, I, I'm going to go kind of the same thought process here. And I mean, bees knees sounded old. Butterflies breath sounds old. So let, let's go with gin. Let's see if this works. Gin is a correct answer. All right. You each got one point. Christian, back over to you. Your drink is a cosmopolitan. That's definitely vodka. It is definitely vodka. That is correct. All right. Question number four, Jeremy, we're going to you on this one. Your drink, and I swear I never called my wife this before we got married, but it is a Dirty Shirley. Her maiden name is Shirley, for those that don't know. He got a Cosmo, (laughs) and I get the Dirty Shirley. Well, I'm assuming that's just a a Shirley Temple and putting the booze into it, Um, but that also sounds like a vodka drink, so we're going to go vodka. Vodka is a correct answer. All right. Perfect game so far. You don't you don't you don't curse a perfect game in the seventh, eighth, or ninth. We're only in the in the fourth inning, third inning, so we're good. Back over to you, Christian. The fifth question, your drink is a French 75. I have heard of this cocktail. Um I believe this is gin. It is gin. Nicely done. Jeremy, we've all been given honeydew lists in our life. Number six, your drink is called a honey deuce. Honey deuce? 
Well, let's, uh, I have, I've never heard of most of these except for like the Cosmo here. Um, let's break it a little bit since, uh, it was gin, gin, vodka, vodka, gin. Let's say you're, let's try to game theory and say that you're going to switch it up on me to screw with me. And I'm going to say vodka. I have no other reason behind it other than that. So there is no game theory here. It was a random number generator. So trying to go game theory might not work out for you, but it actually did here. Uh, honey juice is a vodka drink. Ironically, not mentioned in the Chumbawamba hit song. <laughs> Question number seven. We're going back to you, Christian. Yours is a monarch cocktail. A monarch cocktail. Hmm. I'm going to go with vodka for no real reason because I don't know. Unfortunately not. Monarch Cocktail is gin. Our first incorrect answer. All right, Jeremy, going over to you for question number eight. You get a Midori Sour. Oh, God. I have I feel like I've had one of these before, and now it's been so long, I'm not sure. Uh, Midori is the blue liquor. Usually you mix that, I believe, with the clear. Well, it doesn't matter because they're both clear. <laughs> I'm going to go... Damn it. I tried to reason my way into that. I'm not. I'm going to say vodka again. Vodka is a correct answer. All right, Jeremy, you are currently up four to three. Christian, your last question, number nine here, is a Singapore sling. Singapore sling, I do believe, is a vodka drink. No, Singapore sling's a gin drink. Really? Wow. Okay. It is. It was originally called the Gin Sling. So oh, it is okay. a gin drink. Fair enough. All right. Jeremy, number 10 is over to you. Yours is a mudslide. Uh, mudslide is definitely vodka. All right. I gave you each one in there that was relatively easy. Yours was just towards the end. So calm the hell down. I was waiting for Martini. And you were going to be like, <laughs> be like, all right, Chris. Where are we going here? <laughs> well, at least you know what I'm stirring yours with. Jeremy, you have got a five to three lead as we head into the core part of the game. Round two. Christian, you get to choose. Do you want to go first or second in round two? I'll go second. All right. Jeremy, you want a three point or a two point question? What? That's why you really don't know where this is going to go. Let's start with a three and see how it works. And uh, that strategy might change later. We'll see. All right. Well, here we go. Your three-point question. Now all the craze in the U.S. and around the world, in which Asian nation did bubble tea originate? Crap. I've got it down to two. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Japan. Oh, unfortunately not. Bubble tea originated in Taiwan. Oh, nope, that was not one of the two. So we are uh, <laughs> we're off well, to a great if you, if you want a good news, bad news scenario, Taiwan is a correct answer. The bad news is that we're now no longer on the airwaves in China. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. No points for Jeremy. Christian, where do you want to go? Three or two points? Let's go with three, please. All right. You're going with three. Good to the last drop is a slogan used by what major coffee brand? Uh, that's Maxwell House. That is Maxwell House. Picking up three points there. Jeremy, we're back to you. Where are you going? Let's let's do three again. Sticking with y'all just going to keep chucking up three like you're freaking uh, Steph Curry over here. 
Jeremy, both German chocolate cake and Dr. Pepper originated in what U.S. state? I believe Dr. Pepper was Texas, so we're just going to say that that's where German chocolate cake came from. It is. I don't know where German chocolate cake originated, but Dr. Pepper originated in Waco. So three points for Jeremy. Christian, over to you, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Three, please. I'm glad I wrote a boatload of three questions here. Popular across Eastern Asia, which fast food restaurant has most has the most locations in China with over nine thousand? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take take the multiple choice on this, please. All right, I'm gonna reread your question and give you your four multiple choice options. Popular across Eastern Asia, which fast food restaurant has the most locations in China with over nine thousand? Is it KFC, Subway, McDonald's, or Chipotle? Uh, good. The one I I was up in the air isn't in there, so I'm going to go with KFC. KFC is a correct answer. Yeah, it was between KFC and Popeyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's a, that's a good that's a good play. You got the point. Got the point. All right. I would have I would have gone Subway just because it's the most uh it's there's more Subways in the world than any other restaurant. I, I work with a largely Chinese clientele and they love KFC. <laughs> uh yeah, KFC is huge in China and Japan actually. Uh, I yep. think in I think it's in South Korea if I'm not mistaken, it's also like the most visited restaurant on Christmas day. Yeah. All right. Jeremy, we're going back to you 3 or 2 points. Let's do three. All right. Your three-point question. Which type of nut is mixed with caramel and chocolate in a turtle candy? Turtles generally have peanuts, I believe. So let's just say peanut. Unfortunately, not a traditional turtle candle candy that's made with pecan. Mm. Or oh, pecans. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sad oh, part there, Jeremy, is if you'd gone the one-point peanuts was not one of the options. You had walnut, almond, pistachio, or pecan. All right, Christian, where are we going? Uh, let's do a three. I don't even click off this page. We're just going to keep working right on down the threes. Common in pirates, scurvy is caused by a deficiency in what vitamin? That would be vitamin C. Vitamin C is a correct answer. All right. Learn something new every day. Not just a song you heard for graduation (laughs) in high school. Vitamin C has more than one use. All right, Jeremy, where are we going? Let's do three. All right. With the craft beer explosion over the last few years, this type of beer has become popular. But what type of pale ale is an APA? Unless that's a trick, it's American pale ale. It is an American pale ale. 100% of your multiple choice there would have been Atlantic, American, Altitude, or Armenian. <laughs> I, I do want to try an Armenian pale ale at some point. All right. Christian, where are we going, sir? Three points, please. I'm not even going to get off this page. All right. Your three-point question. A custom pizza made for a queen. A pizza topped with mozzarella, basil, and tomatoes to honor the Italian flag's colors is traditionally called what? That would be a margarita pizza. Margarita named pizza after, is correct. Named after Queen Margarita. 100% history lesson. We'll take it. We'll take it. 
Okay, this game is going shockingly quick because you all are just freaking trivia buzzsaws, but we are moving along. Jeremy, where are we going? Let's go three point. All right. Your fifth question. While some love it in Fireball Whiskey, I prefer it on my breakfast rolls. But what part of the cinnamon tree does cinnamon come from? Uh, this is another one where it's like something immediately came to my head and now I'm second guessing it, but I thought it came from the bark. So we'll say the bark. Unfortunately not. It actually comes from the sap. Oh, wow. I would have gone with bark as well. I will double check that, but that one I have actually, I thought I sourced it twice before. I mean, I guess it could be the sap drying on the bark. I don't know. I take that back. You are correct. The fragrant spice comes from the inner bark of the Sri Lankan cinnamon tree. So there you go. I take that back. You are correct. Bark is a correct answer. Oh. Christian. Yep. Where are let's we going? Stay, let's stay with three. I know, but I got to ask anyway. <laughs> a fish stew usually made of scorpion fish, sea robin, or European conger Bouillabaisse originated in which European country? That would be France. Bouillabaisse is from France. That is correct. I think it's specifically from Marseille. I, had to... I actually Point. think that's right. That that does kind of ring true with what I was reading. So, <laughs> All right. Well, we are at the midpoint, and there is no midpoint question, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, just take a, a second here and pass you over so you can go ahead and listen to one of our sponsors. We'll be back with the second half of the game in just a second. Coming this February to the PTE Network, a podcast unlike any other, except for maybe two or three. A podcast hosted by a Chicagoland trivia veteran. Is it Jay Borzum? No, not her. Is it Brittany Shaw? No, it's not her either. Is it Jeremy Goodson? Just shut up and let me do my job. Okay. <clears throat> Where was I? Oh, right. Promo. It's the newest podcast on the PTE Network. We play fantasy sports just without the sports. It features drinking, pointless arguments, and needlessly confusing homophones. Welcome to Draft Days. I'm your host, Jeffy Donuts. Listen along as my guests and I draft fantasy teams of just about anything, and then use made-up rules to see which of us will take home the trophy and which of us is just hot dookie. Join us every Wednesday for another episode of Draft Days. That's D-R-A-U-G-H-T. D-A-Z-E. It's a beer pun. Listen to my dad's podcast. Thank you, Lucas. That was very sweet. As we head into the second half of the game, the scores are as follows. Jeremy's got 14 points. Christian hanging tough with 16. Christian did not know you were a New Kids on the Block fan. Why? Oh, hanging tough. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) This game is going so fast, the rest of the episode is going to be me doing my bad stand-up routine from college. All right. Well, Jeremy, you are now in the, uh, I don't want to say the loser seat, but you're now trailing. For the second part here, do you want to go first or second? Uh, We'll see if the pattern holds, because I knew more of Christian's than I knew of mine. So let's go second this time. All right, Christian, where are we going? Uh, Let's stay with three. Shocking. (laughs) Christian, this breakfast staple is often used to treat dry skin and eczema, 
but is also used as a home remedy, home remedy for chicken pox. Which breakfast staple is it? Uh, that would be oatmeal. Oatmeal is a correct answer. I threw like a, a science question in here and just like, no, y'all just like knock out the damn park. Like, we don't need to hear the end of the question. Daddy okay. likes to eat. Say that again? Sorry. <laughs> Daddy likes to eat. <laughs> no. Daddy likes to drink too. <laughs> Jeremy, where are you going for your question number six? Sticking with three. Sticking with three. Which popular blend of tea is a mix of black tea and bergamot? Bergamot? Bergamot. Uh, so, there, again, this is where there's... You know what? Let's switch that to a one and get the multiple choice. I have two in my head, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to just throw it. Let's see what happens. All right. I'm going to read the question again and give you your four multiple choice options. Which popular blend of tea is a mix of black tea and bergamot, B-E-R-G-A-M-O-T? Is it chamomile, Irish breakfast, chai, or Earl Grey? Okay, one of my two that was in my head is in there, and we're going to go with chai. No, it's Earl Grey, actually. I didn't realize Earl Grey was a blend. Nope, I did double check. Earl Grey is the right answer. So we are going to go over to Christian. Question number seven, Christian. Are we sticking with three here? Yep. All right. Which of these chef's restaurants have the most Michelin stars with an astonishing 31? Alain Ducasse, Joël Robichon, Pierre Garnier, or Andres Caminata? So if I go with one, what happens on this? If you go with one, oh, shit, I fucked that up. Because <laughs> I gave you a two-point question. Okay. <laughs> that was when, the two? <laughs> that was a two-point question. Yeah, because you got the four multiple choice. Yeah, that's how I was, I was so, whenever, so when a question is written as which of these, it's right. automatically going to be thrown into a two-point question. When I wrote the game, I just wrote them all, and then I thought I went through and moved all of them over, but apparently I missed a couple. So my apologies. We're going to back that out. We're going to go into your three-point question here. In 2015, for the first time ever, astronauts ate food that was grown entirely in space. Which vegetable did they eat? I'm going to go with a one point on this. All right. Here's your question again. In 2015, for the first time ever, astronauts ate food that was grown entirely in space. Which vegetable did they eat? Was it a radish, a cucumber, lettuce, or cabbage? Hmm. I'm going to go with a radish. Oh, unfortunately not. Lettuce is what we're looking for. Oh, okay. I feel like I just kind of like stumped the schwab there. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I don't really do vegetables, so... See, this this is why we can't go to outer space. <laughs> Where's my bacon? <laughs> Don't grow that on a tree. Jeremy, where are we going, sir? Uh, three points. All right. I got to pronounce this word. Hold on. Only produced in the Zasa Siva Special Nature Reserve in Serbia, which cheese is generally considered to be the most expensive cheese 
in the world with a price point around six hundred dollars a pound. And the name of that that, that preserve is spelled Z A S A C I V A. Uh sure. Uh th- let's do the one point. <laughs> Only produced in the Zasa Siva Special Nature Reserve in Serbia. Which cheese is generally considered to be the most expensive cheese in the world with a price point around $600 a pound? Is it going to be moose cheese, pule, white stilton gold, or extra old bitto? See, I had heard this before, but I couldn't remember what it was. And now that you give me the choices, I'm pretty sure it's pule, 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 I don't know. Uh, pool or pule? I, I will double check that pronunciation, but that is a correct answer for one point. Nicely done. I mean, don't, don't don't come to me for pronunciations. <laughs> it's just one of those things I had seen before, and I'm like, I'm not going to remember the name of it, but I need to. If I hear it, I will. You should be very proud of yourself. That was a hell of a pull. Nicely done. All right. Do I have to ask, Christian? No, stick with three. Sticking with three. Your question number eight. Kirsch, a clear and colorless brandy, is usually made from the double distillation of what fruit? That would be the cherry. That would be the cherry. Nicely done. And I need to try some Kirsch. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it's really delicious. See, we drink and we know things. <laughs> I, I can try your soda, since I know you love cherry soda. <laughs> this is a uh, an audio medium, so you can't see me flipping Jerry off. Jeremy off. All right. Well, with that, Jeremy, I'm going to find the hardest question I can for your question number eight. Where are we going? Three points. All right. Unlike the white color that is associated with New England clam chowder, Manhattan clam chowder is typically what color? Uh, I believe Manhattan clam chowder is a tomato base, so... Red? Red is correct. It is a tomato base. All right. Christian, I'm assuming staying in three, but I don't want to be presumptuous. I'd rather be promiscuous. (laughs) Okay, let's go with three. I'm going to take my shirt off and read you this question. Here we go. I didn't hear you say no, by the way. Here we go. Don't threaten me with a good time. According to a 2005 study by the University of Scranton, Americans get more of their antioxidants from blank than any other dietary source. What beverage fills in the blank? I'm going to guess coffee. Coffee is a correct answer. All right. Soda, tea, and juice were your other three options there, but you didn't need the multiple choice. Jeremy, where are we going? Uh, Three point. Here's your three point question. It's not in Kentucky. In which U.S. state capital city was the original KFC founded, despite Harlan Sanders operating a chicken restaurant inside of a Shell gas station in Kentucky? Could you repeat that one more time? It's not in Kentucky. But in which U.S. state capital city was the original KFC founded, despite Harlan Sanders operating a chicken restaurant inside of a Shell gas station in Kentucky? So he had one in Kentucky that yeah. wasn't called Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was used, and the first official KFC was opened in what state capital? Okay, no, that that uh, it just uh, 
you said it wasn't in Kentucky. Then you said it was in Kentucky at the end. And I somehow my brain just shut off for a second. Um, No, the first KFC was in, I believe, Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Utah is a correct answer. Wow. Nice. Oh, Jesus. All right. I worked in restaurants for years, just, you know, (laughs) random like things like that. I just I don't know. All right, Christian, where are we going? Three points, please. Three points. Here is your three-point question. This is your final question of the main game. What chef, restaurateur, TV personality, and four times James James Beard Foundation Award winner is known for their shows narrowing the name Bizarre Foods, The Big Food Truck, and What's Eating America? I believe this is... Andrew Zimmern. Andrew Zimmern is a correct answer. Jesus. He's asked that. I'm like, what's that guy's name? He's bald. Uh, he's- <laughs> <laughs> His name is Jeremy Goodson. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Multiple Michelin star restaurants. Um, Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, because they don't they don't ever have to go to their restaurants anymore. Like they just run themselves at this point. Oh no, I I, I think it's quite different because I think the like you they want to keep those Michelin stars. They don't want to lose them, so they are even more on top of things. Yeah, but they also have time to do all these other shows, so they check in just to you know they 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 stop in, go keep it going, and then they yeah. go and do TV stuff. So you know, all right, Jeremy, I'm assuming we're staying with three, but I'll let you be the judge of that. Yeah, we'll stay with three. Here's your three point question. The top United States food consumption days are Christmas, Thanksgiving, and what other day? Christmas, Thanksgiving, <laughs> and Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, actually, no, it's actually March 14th. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. Pie Super day. Bowl Sunday is a correct answer. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, no, it's insane uh, how many uh, I, I, there was a stat I saw once about the amount of wings, just just wings that are sold that day, Com- not even compared to everything else with people ordering pizza and everything. But it, it's it's nuts. Well, we are heading into our wage around questions and your scores are as follows. Jeremy's got 24. Christian has got 28. But this can all change in the wage around. The way your wage around is going to work is simple. You're going to wager your points in any way, shape, or form that you want based on these three categories and these three categories alone. If you get the question right, you'll get the points. If you get the question wrong, you will lose the points. A couple of ground rules for wage arounds. And the reason I have to say these ground rules is because, yes, people have tried this before. Rule number one, you must wager whole numbers only. Rule number two, you have to wager to make positive wagers. You don't have to wager anything if you don't want to, but if you are going to wager, it's got to be a positive number, no negative wagering. Rule number three is simple. You cannot exceed the amount of points you currently have. So you can break those points up any way that you want. You can wager it all, wager nothing, but you can't exceed the amount of points that you have right now. Here are your three wager round questions. Categories. Category number one is television. Category number two is Michelin stars. Category number three is cooking utensils. Hey, trivia lovers. Want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered. 
streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. All right, our wagers are locked in. We're going to start with question number one. Question number one, your category was in television. The iconic television show Friends is known for their Thanksgiving episodes. And the one that kicked it all off is titled The One Where Underdog Gets Away. This episode features all of the main characters of Friends having their Thanksgiving plans being canceled, and Monica ends up cooking for everybody. Because of everyone's unique needs, she has to cook what food three different ways? Locked in. Do you want that question again? No, I'm locked in. All right. We are moving on to question number two. The category is Michelin stars. Canada, Joel Robichon, and Quintessence are among the elite group of restaurants that have three Michelin stars. They are found in which Asian city, which by itself boasts 263 Michelin stars as of November 15th of this year, more than any other city in the world. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. Question number three. The category is in cooking utensils. What term is given to a special pot that consists of two saucepans that fit together? so that water can be put into the lower pan to boil, sending the heat up to the second saucepan where the food is cooked. Locked in. Locked in. All right. All of our answers are locked in. We're going to go question by question through this, but a a fun little twist here. We're going to go in reverse order, starting at three, working our way to one. Question number three, category was cooking utensils. What term is given to a special pot that consists of two saucepans that fit together so that water can be put into the lower pan to boil, sending heat up to the second saucepan where the food is cooked? Jeremy, your answer and your wager. Uh, I wagered four on this one, and I know of a cooking pan called a double boiler. I don't know if that's what this is, uh, but it seemed to fit the clues, so that's what I went with, double boiler. Christian, your answer and your wager. I wagered zero on this, and I went with uh, a Bane Murray. That's a good thing you wagered zero. Double boiler is a correct answer. So right now, going into question number two, we have a tie score, 28 to 28. Canada, Joel Robichon, and Quintessence are among the elite group of restaurants that have three Michelin stars. They are all found in which Asian city, which by itself boasts 263 Michelin stars as of November 15th of this year, more than any other city in the world. Looking for the Asian city. Uh, we'll start with you there, uh, Christian. Answer and wager, please. I wagered zero on this as well, and I went with Tokyo. Jeremy. Um, I wagered four on this, and I figured Japan bit me earlier. Maybe it wouldn't this time, and I also said Tokyo. Tokyo is a correct answer. The uh, The food there, Like I looked at those menus earlier today. Like, those portions look small, but that food looked good. (laughs) 
All right, we are moving on to question number one. Category was television. The iconic television show Friends is known for its Thanksgiving episodes, and the one that kicked it off was titled The One Where Underdog Gets Away. In this episode, it features all of the Friends characters having their Thanksgiving plans canceled, and Monica ends up cooking for everybody. Because of their unique needs, she ends up cooking what type of food three different ways? Jeremy, your answer and your wager. Um, well, I can thank my wife for this one, because if it's the one I'm thinking of, I believe somebody wanted tater tots, somebody wanted whipped potatoes, but it had to have the lumps in it, and somebody wanted potatoes with peas and carrots. So I said potatoes. And your wager? Uh, 16. All right. Christian, your answer and your wager. I put all 28 on this, and I think I'm going to regret it. Um, I went with turkey. I don't know. Ooh, it all comes down to this. Uh, there's no hiding it here. Uh, Jeremy, your answer is spot on. Ross wanted them with lumps. Phoebe wanted them with onions and peas inside. And Joey wanted them with tater tots. So you can get a little cranberry sauce, a little turkey, and a tot. Potatoes is a correct answer. Nicely done. And uh, the don't call it a comeback. Jeremy, you are going to pick up the win here tonight. You finish it up with a score 48 to nothing. <laughs> That does not represent how this game went the whole time. <laughs> but you'll take the win, won't you? Yep. Uh, it's it's always funny because Friends is one of those shows I never watched on my own. Like I had a bunch of friends that were into it, and I just never got into it. And then my wife started like binging it on Netflix, and then I got hooked and watched the whole thing. Um, so that's the only reason I know that. I'm like, I remember the only one that stood out to me of theirs where they had to have something three different ways. I remember there's a whole hubbub about the potatoes. There was we uh, I actually that was the question I pulled I pulled the other final question out of this game to put that question in because my wife and I are sitting down now. Uh, we went through five last night. We'll go through five tomorrow of the Friends Thanksgiving episodes. Nice, <laughs> but uh, nicely done with that, Jeremy. You're going to move on to the next round of the tournament, Christian. Hell of a game, my friend. Hell of a game. Holy crap! A quick recording, but that was fun. How do y'all feel? That was fun. That was a lot of fun, and I thought I was out. Honestly, like that, I thought I thought you completely had me. Um, especially in this last round, I'm like, well, if you know this other one, then it's over. So <laughs> I said that it did not represent the ending. Did not represent how this game went. Um, but that was a lot of fun. It did not. Before we uh, before we go ahead and sign off the evening, I want to give you both a chance to kind of plug what you want to plug, or do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Now it's time to do it. Uh, Christian, we'll start with you. I'll plug what I plug every time I'm on one of these shows. Let's uh, plug my good friend Liquid Courage's uh, stream on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage. Courage with a K because branding's important. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be the best trivia you're going to find on Twitch. So uh, go check her out. Uh, not just on Twitch. Check out the World Trivia Federation as well for your uh, your monthly dose of trivia. Ten questions. A lot of fun. For two bucks a month, you're not going to get a a better trivia experience. That's just my opinion, but I love it over there. Uh, Jeremy, what do you got for me tonight, sir? Um, yeah, it's kind of same thing. I I always usually plug. Obviously, they're listening to PTE, so um, there's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, you're already here, so I don't have to plug that. Um, the other thing is for the trivia fans, Thursday nights on Twitch, uh, Brian Nash and I put on a show of his geek trivia, and at the end we roll a die. So depending on what place you get in, that's what number you are on the die. If you win, you get to choose round five for the next game, and that's that's the prize that we run with. So it's a lot of fun. 9.30 p.m. Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash LK Jeremy, as in Liquid Courage. Uh, to be fair, uh, that's 9.30 p.m. Central Time. Yes, nine thirty. Which is why I don't get off, and I don't get on all that often. But hey, are you guys streaming on Thanksgiving night, or I'm assuming you're taking that off? No, we, we will be off on Thanksgiving. Okay, this will come out after that. But hey, you know, just to be sure. But nicely done to both of you. Great job, great job, great game. Uh, Jeremy, we'll be in contact for the next episode. Christian, my friend, great game, fun game. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Check the show notes for all of our information. If you want to support us on Patreon, our Discord, it's all on there. Actually, we're actually all on Discord as well, way more often than we want our bosses to know. So just kind of keep that to yourself. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> With that being said, for the pub trivia experience, I have been Chris. I've been Christian. And I've been Jeremy. And we'll see you next time. Until then, have a good one. <laughs>